0: I'm Paul Hamill, and you're listening to the Grassroots Coach Podcast, a podcast for grassroots soccer enthusiasts.
1: I was in the middle of a poll, and I realized I won't be playing here on Saturday, or Sunday, or Friday night. And I went, I knew the plan, and then, so he says to Keith, this is what I want done. You go in and show me exactly how you think we'll get out of here. And he done it principally the way I wanted to do it but he just done it in a little different way because he said, I'd prefer the ball coming out here so we can get a switch quicker, quicker out to the far side of the pitch so they were educating themselves people weren't listening to me talking dot dot dot, this is what I want to do Keith went in, demonstrated it, executed it switched the play to Ryan guy and that's exactly what we needed to do
0: In this episode I speak to Johnny McDonnell, Director of Football at Belvedere Football Club and Paul Smith, Football Director at Home Farm Football Club in Dublin where we discuss coaching tips and coaching nuggets that we've picked up over the years. First topic we're going to talk about is um, coaching nuggets, right? So the one I'm going to start with, I have two I'm going to talk about is something i picked up off the the late great noel o'reilly who i know was is a friend was a friend and a colleague of of both of you and it's to on match day is to be able to show the formation that you're going to going to play with to your players so for me when i'm setting up for the warm-up i take the markers so the little flat frisbee markers And while I'm setting up the warm-up, I'll also set the markers up in the formation that we're going to play. And as the lads are getting warmed up or during the warm-up, I'll bring them over and they'll step into the positions of the markers. So it's a way of, I suppose, not necessarily just explaining it to them, but that they get into the positions and they learn by doing, if you like. Um, And I think you can do that at any age group. So I think so long as you want your players to play not necessarily in a formation, but there's some shape to your team, whether it's five five v five, seven v seven, nine v nine, eleven v eleven, I think it's a really useful tool to use. Now my memory of Noel doing it was Noel had the ability to to flick them like frisbees and they used to land in the positions. Now I haven't managed to to get that level of competence with it, so I go around and place them, but Noel was able to flick them, which which was which was pretty cool. That's my first one. So I think that's brilliant for any coach on match day to show this is the formation we're playing. That there's no ambiguity around it. Each player knows exactly where their position is, et cetera. The second one I have is any coaching that you're doing that involves players in line. So if, if you've got players lined up behind each other, whether that's in a drill, but say you're doing a speed drill and you want to keep an eye on the number of repetitions that you're doing. A very simple tip is you put a bib on the first player in each line. So every time you see that player in the bib at the front of the line, you know that everybody's had one go, if you like. So as simple as that sounds, rather than having to say to the lads, how many have you done? It's a very easy way to keep track of how many reps they've done. Uh, working on lines. So that's my first two. I have a couple of other ones that I can share, but I'm going to hand over to you experts, Johnny Mack, currently of Belvedere FC, and Paul Smith of Home Farm FC.
2: Yeah, um, well, I suppose I, I'll kick on there, uh, Johnny and Paul. And uh, come here, it's great to be with the two of you this evening. It's uh, I suppose for me, it's nice to be back in the game and Home Farmers has given me that opportunity and Johnny's paths and myself crossed many years ago uh, while I worked in the association from sort of 99 to 2008 um, and uh, it's always great to reconnect with uh, you know, enthusiastic people uh, that have the same shared vision as, as yourself and how the game should be played and different things like that. Um and uh, as I said, it's just good to reconnect with with you two lads. I've been colleagues in the past as well in a work sense too. Um yeah, Kamir, it's um you know, your 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 examples there, Paul, you gave about the babe is absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, and especially but you can do that with any age group, obviously, you're with your bib, and it's a, it's a fantastic idea. And to be honest with you, I'm uh, definitely not big enough to say uh, that's something I learned already tonight, and we're only on a minute into the, into the show. And I've never heard of that one before, and it is an actual very useful one to use. Um, I suppose in my, my big thing is I love involving the kids in their own learning. Um, so, I would be definitely uh, very much pushing that kids are asked a lot of open questions during the sessions. So, you're obviously checking for their understanding. And I know they're all words we've used before, but I, I think why things didn't work. Uh, now, again, the age groups I'm talking about, we've done it with eight and nine year olds, even up in Home Farm as well, with Connor Branchflower, who's the small sided director there as well. And, it's it's not even about the like obviously you're making those fun and enjoyable things like especially with the smaller things like you can go into you know again you can instead of uh you know kids bouncing around you're looking to see who's going to captain the team and different things uh you know you can choose two 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 players to come out and the next thing is uh, you know, if it's uh, Paul and Johnny are the two captains, Johnny picks Paul's team, and Paul picks Johnny's team.
0: And, and funny, you should mention that because you told me that years ago, and and I've used it. So, it 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 is the opposite of the weaker lad being left to the end, which generally happens when you're picking your own right. team. Picking right. the other person's team avoids all that, which is which is great, Jeff.
2: Yeah. So just a little thing, a little thing like like that is huge. Um, but. As I said with the older ones as well, involving them in their own learning and asking and asking, encouraging them to ask open questions as well. If you want to call that a nugget, I think it's a nugget because, um, too many times you hear too many coaches on a match day going out, and uh, the famous line uh, that we've all heard is, Jesus, what did I tell you on Tuesday and Thursday? So The thing about it is that's in a match scenario. Obviously, the kid didn't hear what you were saying or communicating. It was maybe the way you communicated it. So, you know, from that point of view, if you're going to communicate and you want individuals to learn, pull them over, pull them out. You don't have to stop the session or stop the game. Just take the individual out. They call them over, ask them, and show them what you want to try and do. The other thing I would say is, as well, always remember, like, as they say, um, and statistics back it up, if you tell someone, They'll probably take 20% in. If if you show someone, they'll probably take 40% or whatever in. But if you actually get them doing, you know, yeah. there's a higher. It's so that, higher is that
0: tell, show, and involve. Yeah. And yeah. Involve in yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Um, so let them do it. Let them experience it. And obviously, uh, you know, let the game be the teacher. Um, and for a coach, I think that's important to step back and let the game teach the players also. And it's minimal, you know, you don't. You, You see a lot, and you guys have seen this as well, you see a lot of coaches stop the whole session. There's no need sometimes to stop the whole session uh, when there's only a small piece of it breaking down. But I think that's, I suppose, the likes of Johnny and myself uh, as leaders in our our respective clubs in Belvedere and Home Farm uh, to point that out to coaches, you know. And there's no point um, us going in and doing the session for the coach because I think there's an over-reliance then on the person, either director of football or coaching in the club, then, oh, he's coming down tonight, so I can just sit back. It's nearly like when teachers get a development officer, be it a soccer, rugby, GAA officer in, and the teacher goes off, has a mug of tea or a mug of coffee, and, you know, there's nothing left. There's nothing tangible left. So I think it's important. Do you
0: know, um, I might come back to this, but I just want to say it now because I want to get Johnny in. I sometimes think that the idea of players, particularly underage players, learning during training sessions. I think sometimes that that's a bit lost. I think maybe coaches okay. don't necessarily get that that the objective is that they are actually learning, and they're learning. How do you know that they're learning? That that whole aspect of coaching. But I might come back to that because I think it's an interesting
2: yeah okay, idea thanks.
0: concept. Johnny Mike. Ah, oh, look, you know, you can range
1: as Paul said, from under-sixes to under-eights into senior international football players. But, you know, nuggets, I think Paul mentioned something there. I I know I'm enthusiastic, and I, I love that enthusiasm her onto the pitch and trying to bring it into, into the group get that enthusiasm going and it's not a false enthusiasm that it's a fun enthusiasm that people are there they really want to be there as, as Paul said you know it, it's for them learning they're, they're there for the reason and uh, you know you, you, you just it's a good way of welcoming people I, I love getting people on board and just they're there for fun initially like we're here for a reason we're here for a bit of fun the nuggets of coaching and training like to be millions you could go on you could say two you could say 50 and sometimes i'd, I'd have a full session planner with me and it have my session done out not only for the week for the for the day for the session for the week for the month and sometimes you just go in and you just might you know, have to do something completely different because the atmosphere you've lost a match you know you've won a match you know, you might be on a six-week block where you feel I need to drop this off or I need to step it up or you might do individual training. So, you, nuggets can be... They can work for one person, but they can work for everyone. But the, the, we talk about Noel O'Reilly and I, I, I spent a lot of time with Brian, Brian Kerr and stuff. But every time we go on to the training pitch, as Paul just said there now, and, and this is the training pitch for us because we're learning, that we, we create that good learning environment. It's, it's vital that there's... That welcome, you know, and it doesn't have to be a handshake. It doesn't always have to be, I better shake hands with everyone when they come in. It's a smile. It's the atmosphere, you know, the enthusiasm that we create a good learning environment that everyone is valued. You try and get that point across early that everyone is valued, that there's going to be errors, no matter what you do, especially if you're going to introduce a new a new sprint as you said earlier, Paul. There's going to be errors let the errors happen. And one thing I've learned from Liam Morgan, Liam was brilliant, great shooter, spent many a day with Liam on courses in Limerick and all over the country. And Liam would say, less sometimes is better than, than too much. And he'd always say, let them at it. As you said, Paul, the game learns them. You know, we can just guide them. So I always, you know, we get in, this is what we're doing tonight. Nice quick explanation, you goal. And then just in a nice logical sequence for the want of a better phrase, just start building in your nuggets through the session. Errors will happen. Let them at it. Let them off. Stop it when it's good, especially. You don't always – coaches are not have a habit of stopping things when they're bad. Yeah. So if that's a one nugget, I'd say – Stop it when it's good. Stop it when it's perfect. Because the amount of times you're trying to get a phase of play, building out in the back through midfield, wherever it might be, uh, set pieces or wherever, make sure when it's right, this is exactly what we're looking for. And go back through it step by step. So, look, there are a few things, as I said, let them off. Let them out. We're, what, we're, what,
0: we're what a, Johnny, what about the idea of... because? We've all played, right? But you you play you've played. sorry you now, Paul Smith to say this, but but Johnny has played at a higher level than the two of us,
2: I think, right? <laughs> Johnny Mac has played at a higher level in Ireland, maybe.
0: Oh, sorry, I'll tell you I'll take that back, so I'll take that back. <laughs> but the idea of as a player, you know, when you make a mistake as a player, the last thing I'm sure this is the same for most players, the last thing you want is the coach to come in and tell you what you already know. You know, if you've made an error if you're a good enough player, you recognise it yourself. So, yeah. what's your view on that from a coaching perspective? Do you just need to know the player, maybe, and that is, that'll do, yeah. that'll inform you whether you should get in and correct or not? Or you kind of know, I'm better off leaving this lad because he actually
2: knows. Well, you have you know? to be careful of that, Paul, too, mm-hmm. because you don't want to. And sorry, Johnny, I, I'm only two seconds on this. You, yeah. you don't you you don't want to you don't want to compa- compound the problem then maybe by doing that. And just sorry, you nugget you talk of. I used to, when I tutored for the association with coach education courses, one of the things I used to refer to was another sport, uh, rugby. And I would have talked to coaches and I would have known my audience, uh, Johnny and Paul, as in you get used to who the lads are. You can see them doing sessions. You might know them from some clubs or whatever. And you know the way their style is and they're, you know, the blood is up and they're, you know, helter-skelter, hundred 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 mile an hour, even themselves as a coach on the sideline. So I would have always said about, always check um, the rugby referee scenario. When he sees a a ruck formed uh, or a mall and it collapses, a rugby referee will walk into the situation. Um, Whereas sometimes we as as soccer coaches, you see it uh, in in our, uh, even in our own club as well at times, coaches rush into the situation. And if they walked in, they can assess more as they walk in. They'll see more. Uh, and and that, that would be, sorry, another little nugget as well. Sure. But, yeah. but don't compound your issue by actually mm. running in to reinforce something that you probably didn't need to go there. Sorry, Johnny. No, and
1: Paul, I, and, and, and I totally recognize you. That giving you that couple of seconds to walk in and gather your thoughts to go into where, what, whether things are good or bad or indifferent. But, you know, if somebody makes a mistake or an error, as I said, they leave them at it if they're, as Paul, as you said, they know themselves. The last thing they need to do is for you to, to as Paul's it compounded. And, so let them at it. And they'll make it again, or they might not make it again, and they'll do it right the next time. And then you go, well done, Paul. Brilliant. You've hmm. got it now. Well done. Rather than, stop. No, I don't want you doing like that. No, 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 no. So the, the guard comes up. The arms are folded straight away. The, yeah. the, you know, the outer shorter. rings are down. like So you, you let them at it. Let them make the mistake. It's like... Let them play the game, let them off. If, if a mistake is going to happen, it'll keep happening. And if it keeps occurring, them, well, then you might have to address it. Yeah. And it's in the manner, the way you address it, how you might address it. And you might get somebody else to demonstrate it rather than go in and highlight, you know, some again, as Paul said, with, with audiences, sometimes you can highlight Paul Hamill say, Paul, you know, you know exactly what you should be doing there. Baba, but what do I can say to Johnny McDonald? Yeah, Johnny, look, I'm going to get Paul Smith to in. Paul, will you just change positions? And Johnny, you have a look from this side and maybe you might be able to see it better. So that's a little bit of education for them, rather than just putting them a highlight in him or her mm. to say, no, no, no. They don't even hear you, Paul. Sure. Yeah. Paul's, they don't yeah. hear you because they're embarrassed. Mm. So you don't do that. And but, it, it's, but is it, it
0: fair to say that with experience that coaches tend to look at patterns of things, patterns of good play and poor play, as opposed to individual errors you know where, where a less experienced coach might want to jump in and say johnny mack made a mistake where the experienced coach is able to stand back and see patterns emerging where things there are common things well, happening if you like
1: well, i think one of the problems is as a, as a novice coach and it happens as all is that you want it to happen immediately so we talk about doing things in blocks so sometimes a fella will say I'm going to introduce playing out in the back and then they start playing out in the back in the midfield and then the ball ends up at the far end of the pitch and the topic they're working on is playing out in the back so they just need to work on what they're working on and don't expect it to happen in the first 10 minutes of the session or the first five sessions. And don't force
0: you know, it, yeah. Yeah, you've
1: got to... Yeah. So build it into your session as part of your session. Say, look, I'm going to be doing a little bit more of this over the next couple of weeks. And, you know, let it let it grow its own legs. Let them get it used to it. It's a new, you know, it's a new task for them. So I think with some novice coaches, they want it to happen immediately. It's not going to happen immediately. And sometimes they, 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 they spend too long on it. Just build it into your session. Look, I'm gonna introduce something tonight for ten minutes and or you might take Paul Hamill might go over and take the back four on their own. or might 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 take them on their own where Paul is your your lead coaches maybe taking the rest of the session and then you're taking the lads away. And then when you get that sorted out over a week, then you'll start introducing your midfield bit, take them away and then and then we put it all together and then you can do a full session of it. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it, but you know because of your specifically working on one area of the pitch, the fella playing on the wide right-hand side, he's looking up at the aeroplanes. He's no interest, you know, because he doesn't feel he's involved. So involvement is huge. It's it's If you don't involve people, it's hard to get them to commit to what you're doing. So I don't know whether that answers
0: it right, Paul. Sure. Um, just going back to... Um, Can I just say no,
2: something on that, Paul? Of course, was, yeah. Just, I think just on your question as well, and uh, I like Johnny's word there, the novice coach, uh, because at the, at the end of the day as well, um, you know, in schoolboy clubs, you do inherit, uh, as I always say, uh, you get a, a lot of managers that were uh, probably in the local Spar, Centra, Supervalue, Little, Aldi, I better not name them all, uh, but you know, you get my drift. In for product,
0: product placement. Product
2: placement, what could have here, um, but uh, so uh, you know they could have been in getting a bottle of milk and uh, a carton of milk and, and a sliced pan, and, and all of a sudden they come back out to the car, ring the wife, and and just sort of say, "Jeez, little Johnny's team need a manager." I'm now the manager of the under tens in Belvedere Home Farm. So it's a lovely word you have, novice coach. Uh, but I, I just think, Paul, as well, just on that, when you talk about the, are they looking at patterns of play and different things like that? Uh, What I've identified, uh, you know, in, in the short space of time, even in our own club, is that they a lot of coaches can identify the mistake, but they can't identify where the mistake emanated from, and it could have been two, three, four, five phases back in the game. So the coach only sees the mistake. So. Paul Smith and Paul Hamill could have been the culprits, but Johnny Mack will get it in. Will 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 make the final. But, but you
0: know, but you know what's interesting. Sometimes just going back to some of the things that were said already. Sometimes you have to, as you say, you, you go in, go in slowly, maybe and assess. But sometimes if you listen to the players, yes, you'll almost get that from them because the player might be saying, "Sure, I couldn't get the ball to that player because his position was poor or whatever it might be." And sometimes by listening to them. You can but figure, figure that I,
2: out, you know. That's where I started off the, uh, the, the the interview tonight, which is, well, involving those players in their mm. own learning yeah. helps that scenario and helps yeah. give them the confidence, lads, to actually speak up and talk back.
1: Yeah. Funny, it's funny you're talking about, you know, asking them, Paula, and, and I, I was on a coaching course recently, and we were talking like this, and they were asking for examples, and... We're talking about what you're saying, Paul, about learning and the game learns themselves. And we were working, I was at Pats at the time, and we were working on playing down one side of the pitch and getting the play and keeping it nice and tight and then switching the play. Because we had, we Ryan Guy played right on the right, he was the fastest thing on two legs. Oh. And we had Gary Dempsey, Keith Fahey and Mark Quigley say up. At, on the far side of the pitch so we wanted to draw the other team in across the pitch and you know so I'm in and said I need you to do this and do that and whatever and I was in the middle of a poll and I realised I won't be playing here on Saturday
2: yeah.
1: or Sunday or Friday night and yeah. I went I knew the plan and then so he says to Keith fight. this is what I want done you go in and show me exactly how you think we'll get out of here and he done it Principally the way I wanted to do it, but he just done it in a little different way because he said, I'd prefer the ball coming out here so I can get a switch quicker, quicker out to the far side of the pitch. So they were educating themselves. People weren't listening to me talking, dot, 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 this is what I want to do. Keith went in, demonstrated it, executed it. Switch the play to Ryan Goon, and that's exactly what we needed to do. Now that's building a bit of trust, pot as yeah, well. Yeah. But it's it's the players taking ownership <laughs> and that education, Paul. So, but
0: what Johnny, if, what you, if you set do, up you the nearly, That's a great example. You can nearly apply that in any job, for any manager. You know what I mean, like you can get to A to Z in a number of different ways. So, yeah. if you know, if you if you say you're in a work scenario and you you need an outcome, and let's say it is A to Z. And I'm saying to you as a manager, I want you to go through A, B, C, and D, but actually the the, the individual can get A to Z differently. Even might be more effective way of doing it. I mean, you have and to that, let them get on with it because you want to get to Z in the in the best way. You know, and that's
1: the asking as well. That's not the telling. That's mm, the asking. Sure. What we're talking about. You, so you're asking, it, and that's why I said what going there, you show me what, and he just moved his body a different way, he was able to do everything we asked him, but he said no, I just wanted a little bit more to the right because he, mm. he was able to execute it yeah. so we, we had the idea, it was in my head the plan was there, mm. and they executed it so it's a bit like the draftsman; he draws up the plans mm. and he gives them to the builder. But, it, but they, the there's this
0: huge ownership there, you know, that they, they've owned the situation if you like, and you then know that come match day they're more likely to do it because didn't come, it didn't come yeah. from you, if you like.
1: No, Just but you know. it, it, it's, it's they, as you said, they've taken ownership. They've taken responsibility. Mm. They're driving it. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's them. And if it works out for them, they'll be as overjoyed as you are. Sure, as but I, I think yeah.
0: that's a great example in terms of, like at any age group, like if, you, if you're putting something on in training and you want them to do it on a Saturday or Sunday and you're kind of not sure, you're not sure, are they going to be able to do it? But well, there's a great example of you probably had much more confidence come match day, those lads had shown you they, they could do it.
1: And do it know? was real, it, it, it was match realistic, Paul, mm-hmm. because we had set it up on, a, on the top half of the pitch, so where the ball would be. So the outcome was to get the ball tight, get it out the right going, and get him in wide on the right, whether it was inside the full-back or the fullback was in too tight. Him. So we knew exactly what we
2: wanted oh, yeah. to do. That was the outcome. Johnny, did you see what you're after saying? I think that's a hugely important point. Uh, your starting point for that session was where you wanted it to start from. I see a lot of coaches start, and if they want that to happen, they'll actually start and work the ball out from the backs.
1: And it won't get there, Paul. It'll break there. down yeah. in midfield. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. where it'll break down. So even little—that's that, a nugget, by the way. <laughs> that's right. well, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, his Johnny's starting point there was at the start point of where he wanted that change in play to happen, and, and a lot of coaches want that change not per se your change of play but a change of play to happen in midfield. But they'll always start from the goalkeeper or the right fuller, the and, and,
1: and, and they probably feel that they're on the right team, Paul. And, and like, as yes. like you just said, working and Paul, you've seen on, on, on the FAI coaching courses, you know, and we've, we've been tutoring on them. And you know, a fellow might yeah, get uh, uh, you know, his task might be to attack him wide areas. Yeah. That's 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 his, you know, that's his plan. That's what he has to set up for the next day, put it down on paper and then go off and do the practical stuff on the pitch. And like, as you said, Paul, a fellow come along, he'd show you, they say, Johnny, what do you think of this? So I'm thinking about doing this. But, but the answer is in, we're, we're attacking from wide areas. Okay. And I'd always say... That's the answer. So if you start from there and play 15 passes into the midfield, if you want this to work, you need to get as many balls out to the wide areas as possible. And simple, try and simplify it for them. You know what I'm saying? And Again, Paul, the start position, that's where we need to start from. That's specifically what we're working on. That's, again... That's the detail. This is the Lee and the detail, the nuts and bolts of it. You know, that's where we need to be. But you know out. what?
0: As, as an example of process, if you like, I think it's a great example because, from a coach's point of view, let's say you're preparing, obviously, there's development work, but let's say you're preparing for a game on a Sunday, no matter what age group you are, to kind of, and, and about the, the players learning and taking that learning onto the pitch, for you to have that confidence in them going from a Thursday evening to a match day, that they can do what you've been working on. I think that's a great example of a coach having confidence going, I know they've got it because they've shown me they've got it, right? And I think a very simple example of that is, and I had it in my own experience coaching up through the age groups, if you have a goalkeeper who is unable to kick the ball long, as you know, a lot of young kids, you know, aren't able to do, right? But your goalkeeper can't kick the ball long in training. And then you go down onto match day, and you're somebody shouting and roaring, saying your coach and set up saying shouting at him. Would you ever go along with it? And you're looking at him, going, how on earth can he go from not being able to do it in training to do it in a match? Do you know what I mean? If he doesn't have the motor skills, or you know, if he can't do it in training, he's not going to be able to do it in a match. And I think there's something really important in that for coaches to go, they're not going to perform miracles on match day if they can't do it in training.
1: Yeah. Paul, I just... And, and, and like this, this grows its own legs. These, this is brilliant because, you know, stuff comes into your head when we're talking. Mm. And, and so the point you're making, Paul, is very valid, right? You know, we're educators. So we're educating the, the players to do our plan. We print the place or the process, as you say. If I was a school teacher. And on a Friday, I was going to give the, the pupils an English exam on paragraph six of the English page or English paper or whatever. I would have shown them all week, wouldn't I? You know, that chapter, we went through it, every line, every sentence, whatever it is that are the two chapters. You would, you'd go through it Monday to Thursday, and then you'd give them an exam on it on Friday. Hmm. So how can you expect... To go training on a Monday and a Wednesday and then play on a Saturday and do something completely different on a, on a Saturday, you know, expect something completely different on a Saturday. Yeah. So your, your week has to be planned. So you can't be doing, yeah, we're just going to play lovely drills, lovely really short pass and boom, boom, boom. And then, as you said, we do that Monday and Wednesday and it's great, training was great. And then come Saturday, you're and kick it long. Do you yeah. have kick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Long? Yeah. So I'm just trying to, yeah. you know, I, I know it's, the analogy is a bit strange, but it, it, the school teacher Monday mm. to Thursday we we, we learn two paragraphs. We know every sentence. We know what Johnny did. He went to the lake. He got into the boat, paddled out, in the, and the questions would be, where did yeah. Johnny go on the? But
0: I mean, I, ex- went to the lake. I, I've experienced that example I gave. Like if you if you're a young lad who can't kick a ball, and then on on a game day somebody shouting at him to kick it long, and you're going, this is ridiculous. Do you know, he's yeah, Paul, not able to do it yet. He's not physically you, able.
2: But you look at we're talking. We're talking. We're talking about coaches in in school boys, school girl clubs here. If um, I got the whole second half of the women's international against Belgium just there on Sunday, and um, you know. I suppose in my head anyway Ireland probably have two to three good ball players uh, Belgium have probably six to seven good ball players and uh, technically they're very very good and yeah we could have snuck a an L draw out of it in the end but in possession and different things we, we weren't really at, we weren't at it but what happened in the second half of the game I've heard uh, people come on in their positions as managers and coaches uh, uh, within these circles uh, in elite football uh, talking about everything they're trying to do, a new way of playing for Ireland, Ireland's women, for instance, in this case, and whatever. And for the last uh, 20 minutes of that game, a substitution was made where, um, and it was a girl I uh, had on my squads under 14 and 16, Gainer her cup back in the day. And she was brought on up front, a lovely girl, centre half, brought on front, and the last 20 minutes, lump it. Like... That to me, this is a friendly game. Surely to God, you'd be, you'd be bringing, there was probably two girls sitting on the bench that are forwards. Surely to God, you bring them on. The results are so important. And I know at, at the elite level, people say, oh, it's results, it's results, it's results. But we're, we're preparing for a qualification tournament in the next couple of months with that side. Well, so, what, what do
0: you think should have happened? Like if you were the manager in that case, are you, are you saying you got to give game time to another striker?
2: Well, 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 no, but what I'm hearing is the rhetoric leading up to the game of how we're changing our style of football. We're changing the way we play. Mm. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. We're trying to do the other. And the last 20 minutes was... Yeah. we reverted to type, if you like, just get
0: the results. It was up
2: Whether it was male or female, it was get it up to the big lad up front straight mm. away. Sure. Now, what it looked to me was that it wasn't really well prepared so it was more, of let, it was more yeah. or less.
0: It's like so what Johnny Mac was saying. You spent all week ex- my, yeah. That's going, I going
2: through, playing through the thirds or
0: whatever it might be. Oh, and oh, all oh. of a sudden, you're spending 20 minutes lumping it up.
2: Yeah, all <laughs> as I heard was, um, I shouldn't use the word new because I don't think it was new, but it was the style of play and the girls that we have, uh, this is what we're trying to do. This is what we're trying to do. This is what we're trying to do. And to be honest with you, for basically a third of the game, that wasn't what we've seen. Sure, yeah. So we're talking yeah. about schoolboy, schoolgirl clubs here predominantly, but if if you've got a school girl a a, 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 a a girls manager, stroke coach, underage watching that game that I watched, they'd be sort of thinking, Jesus, that's a good idea. But what's our philosophy? What what are we trying to achieve at, at, at the level? Because I'm sure, like uh, as Johnny has played top grade league of Ireland, is everything in St Pat's. Everything in Home Farm, everything in Shamrock Rovers, everything in an Irish team, it all has to drip down from the top of the pyramid down through the system. So if underage coaches see, well, for a third of the game, you lump it, I'm just saying, is it sending out, it's only for debate, is it sending out the wrong thing?
0: The Grassroots Coach, a community of sharing and learning for grassroots soccer coaches.